FM. I have to know. I have to know if it's okay to skate on any of the three rivers to play hockey. Scott Harbaugh from Channel 11 WPXI will be joining us today at 520 to tell me whether or not we can do this for the Crowley Show. Because that would be fun. That would be a great show event. Uh, I just don't want to die. So he'll let us know. Why does anyone say Channel 11 anymore, though? It's that whole thing, right? Channel 11, Channel 4, Channel 2. It's not Channel 2. It's not Channel 11. It's not Channel 4. It's like 504 and 510. and It's stupid. But we'll talk to him about that coming up at 520. Joining me now, man who is not stupid at all. In fact, he is one of our favorite people. He is Jerry Dulac from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And, of course, the Steelers Radio Network. Jerry, how are you today? Well, Adam, I am fine, and I think I'm going to be infinitely better than you if you attempt to skate on the rivers. You don't think it would go well for me? Uh, I don't think it's going to go well based on the fact that I see uh, some ice and I see some water still, so I don't think it's going to go very well. Hopefully Scott Harbaugh is going to be honest with you and tell you to sit tight. If he's not, I'm going to get hurt. Jerry is brought to us by Coors Light, proudly served at Chupka's 2 Cafe on the south side, featuring five Coors Lights for $14 during all Penn's games. Jerry, is it your understanding that Todd Haley got hurt in this altercation, or was this something that wasn't uh, something that didn't have anything to do with the altercation at Tequila oh, Cowboy? No. no, I think he got hurt in the altercation or, or the incident or whatever the heck uh, it was. Uh, you know, I've heard several different things, um, but, I, I, yeah, I don't think there's any question uh, that was how uh, he was hurt. And, um, you know, he... Um, uh, you know, he returned uh, to the facility on uh, Wednesday. Right, I'm losing track of my days here. Uh, it's tough with and, the new uh, year. Yeah, but um, yeah, exactly. And um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any question that that's how it occurred, based on everything that I had heard um, between you know several different versions of different things that uh, you know maybe have gone on. But yeah, I, I think I don't think there's any question about that. Okay, I didn't think so either. Just trying to make sure. Do you think yeah. it affects the team at all? I don't. No. The guy's going to call plays. There it is. Yeah, no, and he's there. I, you know, it might be different if he were laid up and couldn't be there, and then you know they had to go to, uh, you know, uh, even even though, you know, they, they they you know they have other coaches there, Randy Fittner and whatnot. It would still be a different person calling plays at a key time and. Uh, if that were the case, maybe, but uh, no, no, I don't think it'd have any effect whatsoever. Is that who would call plays? Just, uh, this is nothing that's going to happen, but just my curiosity now peaked. We always talk about, like, the 15th from the crown. We're always talking about who is the 12th in line for president. Well, maybe not always talking sure. about it, but something that's curious to me. Who would be next to call plays? Yeah, Randy? well, I think, I think Randy Fittner would because he's the one who deals with Ben the most. So my guess is that he would be – he was the one who relayed the plays – to Ben, uh, you know, at times when he was down on the field, even though Todd communicated with him from the uh, from the press box, but he was kind of the go-between. Uh, so I would just imagine that that uh, he would be the guy. I I I wouldn't think for a second that it would be Mike Munchak, and certainly not the other guy. So uh, the, to me, that would be the that would be the person. Jared, do you get the sense that anybody's interested in Todd Haley as a head coach at this time, or, or should people be interested in Todd Haley? Well, as a head they coach? they should be, they should be, Adam. But to answer the first part of your question, no, I have not gotten that indication. I didn't get that indication last year. I think you could see by the fact that Mike Munchak is getting some interest. I will say this: 
when Todd Haley became available to the Steelers after he was fired to Kansas City, there was some sentiment among the Cardinals' ownership at the time to bring him back as the coordinator because they had had success offensively with him when he was there, which is how he got the job in Kansas City. Um, but I don't know that that would be the case now. That was to bring him back as a coordinator. Um, and, and I don't know how that would have gone over with the coaching staff, to be perfectly honest. Um, but I have not gotten any indication these last couple of years that Todd is going to receive any interest. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if his, uh, uh, his reputation was tarnished in Kansas City. I think he believes that. Um, but whatever the case may be, he doesn't seem to get nibbles. I've talked to him about this, not recently, but as recently as last year. And, um, and, and I just think when, when you look at the other coordinators who get jobs, you know, based on their, their, their unit's performance, um, it's hard to argue with the performance of this offense the last two years and, uh, and most especially this year. And yet I don't think he will get one nibble. And I think incidents like this, uh, Adam, uh, don't help whatsoever. No, definitely not. Jerry Dulek of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. And the Steelers Radio Network joining me on the Crowley Show. I sat down on Tuesday morning, and I thought, what am I going to talk about this week? What am I going to get into? And then this happens, and we spent Tuesday talking about it a little bit. We had some fun with it, obviously. But it seems like every week there's a lot to talk about with the Steelers, both on the field, because they've been winning. They're 13-3. and And, of course, off the field. Has there been a team that you've covered, Jerry? over the years that has dealt with as much in terms of the off-the-field stuff as this year's Steelers team? Uh, no, no, never, never, and especially, Adam, uh, from a winning team. Usually those types of things derail a team and they become losing teams, and it's just one incident after another that, that leads to the disruption of the team, if, if not the destruction on the field of the team, and that just hasn't been the case. So I've never seen a team as successful and, uh, you know, as tied to the best record in the league, uh, have just one bit of drama after another. And, and let me just go backward for a minute too, Adam. When I say these incidents such as, you know, what is involved in, with the Todd Haley was involved in, they don't help whatsoever. I, I, I am certainly not implying that Todd Haley was at fault here because sure. apparently, according to the police report, he wasn't at all. It wasn't any incident of his doing. This wasn't a Joey Porter incident. The police weren't called because of Todd Haley. Uh, the police were called because of the incident that occurred. So, uh, I mean, he may, he might have been the innocent bystander, the innocent victim in all this. So I didn't want to imply that, you know, he wasn't going to get a job because of something he did because he didn't. It just doesn't help when your name is linked to an incident involving you and your wife, regardless of who was to blame or regardless of what happened at a bar on New Year's Eve. Jerry Dulac joining me here on the Crowley Show. Jerry, given everything the Steelers have gone through this year, is it one of Mike Tomlin's better coaching jobs to have the team be where they are despite all this nonsense? Yeah, uh, you know, Adam, I, I have seen several in, uh, cases over the years where I thought he's done a good job, including uh, whatever year that was that they started 0-4 and lost in London to the Vikings in the week four to go 0-4 and, and then to come back from that. Um, but I don't think there's any question. Uh, what, what would hold him back from getting the votes is, first of all, a couple of upstart teams uh, is, is one. But also everybody will say, well, 
you know what, the Steelers were expected to win, and they have won, and they tend to poo-poo the efforts of, of coaches like that. But, um, you know, there there are some things that I don't agree with with Mike Tomlin, but I have never, ever doubted nor not referred to him as a terrific coach. And uh, I'm not a nitpicker like some people who worry about clock management and those things I have never seen. Uh, if people think he's not good at managing the clock, which I don't always agree with that opinion, um, I have never, ever, ever seen it cost them a game. And so if you want to sit there and nitpick some little things like that, that's fine. But I saw, I saw a stat the other day when, when you think about this, Adam. He is the first coach uh, to go to have 11 non-losing seasons, his first 11 seasons. Since Curly Lambeau, what is that, 1934? That is absolutely incredible. Between all the great coaches, this guy in his first 11 years has never had a losing season, and nobody's done that since Curly Lambeau. And, and that's staggering when you think about it, and that speaks to the success that this guy has had and his consistency and his ability to get his team to uh, to perform and win, despite you know his critics and you know Terry Bradshaw calling him a cheerleader and those who wonder, what does he do? Well, what he does do is win, and there's no disputing that. Is it possible that Curly Lambeau was only winning with Earl Lewis's players, though, Jerry? <laughs> that could that could well be. I'm sure he in his day probably criticized with that. I don't even know who his quarterback was at the time. Then they'll say he underachieved because he should have won more. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jerry, when looking ahead to the possible matchups, I think most people would agree that Jacksonville is the toughest matchup, but they're not exactly playing great football right now, are they? Well, Adam, I, I, I disagree with that because I think the best matchup for the Steelers is Jacksonville short of Buffalo. Now, uh, when you look at Buffalo, they've won four of their last six games and their only two losses were to the New England Patriots. Now, you know, they have the second-worst pass offense in the league, and they're going up against the number-one pass defense, and they're probably not going to have Shady McCoy, which is the big deal. Um, but they have played well coming down the stretch. Tennessee has played well coming down the stretch, including beating Jacksonville last week, who used its starters. A week They scored 10 points to Jaguars. A week before that, using their starters, they gave up 44 to San Francisco. So they've lost their last two and three of their last six. So when you look at the teams, the four teams who are playing this weekend, um, you know, in the AFC, the, the worst team of the bunch right now in the last month is the Jacksonville Jaguars. So to me, um, that is the best matchup for, for the Steelers. Now, I, you know, if they got, they won't get to play Buffalo. We know that. And I think that would be another easy matchup for them. But, um, you know, they're having trouble scoring points, and their defense isn't as stout as it appeared uh, early in the year. So, plus, I think the fact that the Steelers lost to them early in the year. You know, and I say Jacksonville, when they dominated Tennessee and Kansas City, and they lost to Jacksonville. But I think that loss, I think that's like Miami last year, you know, losing during the regular season with Jay Ajayi. Then the Dolphins come here, and the Steelers absolutely stomp them. And I, I really expect the same thing to happen if they end up uh, uh, playing Jacksonville. But I, I actually think that's the best matchup for them. Yeah, they're definitely not playing well. Uh, as you mentioned, 3-3 three and three in the last six. Bortles had been hot. He's since cooled off. When it comes yeah, to he's New thrown, England, he, yeah. He's thrown five interceptions at him in the last two games. And he'd gone in that streak where he didn't throw a pick for five games and they were looking good. But all of a sudden he's throwing picks again, and I'm sure you heard what Jarrell Casey said yesterday about him. If the game's you know on the line and the ball's in his hands, he's going to choke. Um, you know, I, and, and it's the postseason, and, and we're seeing a lot of first-time quarterbacks 
uh, in this postseason, Adam. And I don't think I think when you get to the to the final four or whoever it is, I, I think it's going to be your veteran quarterbacks and and none of these first time guys uh, for the most part. I just think it's good. it's tough for them to do it the first time. I uh, you know you got, I mean not that I'm a big fan of the Falcons, but you know you got to lean on 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 Matt Ryan maybe against the Rams. Um, you know, and, and when you have Jared Goff and you have Nick Foles, who's replacing Carson Wentz, who would have been a first-timer, and, and you know, you have Case Keenum and, and uh, you know, Blake Bortles. And, um, you know, you're talking about a lot of guys, um, you know, with, with no playoff experience whatsoever. You know, the, the main guy, the quarterback. So I think, I think as, this, as the tournament goes on, you will see the teams with the veteran quarterbacks be the ones there uh, at, at the end. Last thing here for you, Jerry, and of course the Patriots have the most veteran quarterback of them all, but right. if you're talking about a team that could go in there and beat them, is Kansas City the best bet if the Steelers would like to see somebody beat them prior to meeting them? I don't think there's any question, but I will say this. One of the reasons why I thought it would have been nice to see Baltimore get in is because I thought they had the potential with their defense, one, to disrupt Brady, and having a quarterback who's been through it, like Joe Flacco, uh, uh, would, would help them. And we've seen them go up there and beat them before in the postseason. Uh, Kansas City is the closest team capable of doing that. You know, I mentioned first time quarterback. Same with Marcus Mariota. You know, Jacksonville wasn't going to do it with Blake Bortles. I don't care how many sacks they have. Tennessee isn't going, it wasn't going to do that. But I think Kansas City is capable of doing that. And we know what happened during the regular season. They went up there and put up 42 on them. I don't think that's going to happen again. But Kansas City's playing more now like they were early in the season as opposed to that one and six stretch. You know, they've won their last four and they look kind of to be back on track. So, um, I, I, I think the Patriots could, will, would score some points, uh, against, uh, against the Chiefs. But I think of the teams who would, who, you know, are capable of going up there or who, who you know, qualifies being able to go up there. I think the Chiefs would be the one, uh, of all the teams that would uh, stand the best chance of beating them. Jerry, really appreciate the time, man. Thanks as always. Adam, uh, thank you, and be careful on that thin ice. Yeah, I think I'm done. Uh, Jerry Dulac yeah. of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette and the Steelers Radio Network. Always enjoy having him on the program. He's sponsored by Coors Light, proudly served at Chupka's 2 Cafe on the south side, featuring five Coors Lights for $14 during all Penguins games. Of course, we are atop Buford's Kitchen. It is the Terrace on 5th, where Bud Light is on special. Come on by. Penguins got a big matchup tonight against Carolina. Big for January, certainly. If the Penguins win this game, they're back in a playoff position. We're talking hockey next, but not that kind of hockey. We got Scott Harbaugh of WPXI coming on to tell me if I can go out and skate on the river. It's an important question, and it's a very serious sports radio show. It is, of course, the Crowley Show. It's cold as balls. Joining me now to discuss from Channel 11 WPXI is Scott Harbaugh. Scott, thank you so much for taking the time today. I thought you were going to say since it's cold as, you know what, you're going to call me Hardballs, which was my nickname in, like, second grade. Okay, so first off, I think we got to do this more often. I think you fit totally the way we do the show here. I think we maybe almost got off on the wrong foot, though, because I sent you a tweet and I said, hey, Scott, DM me. I got a big problem. You said, you got the problem. You DM me. I appreciate you coming on, despite my uh, not-so-gentle prodding of you. No, here was my problem. I thought I've had, like, high school kids all afternoon going, 
are we going to be closed? What's the story? <laughs> I didn't look to see who I didn't look to see who it was. I thought it was another high school kid. Well, you're not that far off, to be honest. Scott Harbaugh joining me here on the Crowley Show. We got a number of questions to ask you here. The first question is, though, did did you meteorologists just come up with the cyclone bomb? Like, wh- I've never heard this uh, term before. Now, all of a sudden, it's like the new thing. Remember a couple years ago when, like, polar vortex was the hot thing? I, I got an email it's the true. other day saying, what's this cyclone bomb? I mean, oh, my God, it's a nor'easter. It's always been a nor'easter. It's a rapidly developing nor'easter. What happens is you get, like, all this cold air right now, and you get the warm Atlantic Ocean or warmer Atlantic Ocean. And these systems kind of bomb out is what it's called. They really, like, intensify rapidly. So it used to be called bombogenesis, which just meant that it was a rapidly developing nor'easter. Well, someone coined the term cyclone bomb, and then today I saw violent cyclone bomb destroying the east coast i mean that's (laughs) that's national media trying to get you to pay attention to them well yes or no cyclone bomb sounds way more badass than nor'easter oh without a doubt yeah it definitely does what is a nor'easter (laughs) (laughs) nor'easter is that that classic it's a classic storm that like goes up the east coast and the wind comes out of the northeast which is why it's called a nor'easter you can get you can get hurricane force winds along Cape Cod and Long Island, which they're having today, and then you pile on top of 70-mile-per-hour winds, you pile up 12 inches, 15 inches of snow. And right now it looks like Cape Cod's going to end up with about 7 inches of snow, and I think they had an 82-mile-per-hour wind gust already today. So that's what a nor'easter is, and we get them around here. Uh, uh, 2010 was a pseudo-nor'easter, the Snowmageddon, and then the blizzard of 93 was a classic nor'easter for us. Before I get to the reason I brought you on, uh, for real, I mean, because this is all good, uh, I'm I'm curious about all this. We're, what's our wet winter supposed to be expected to be? Because, Scott, I'm telling you, it's been awful so far in terms of the cold weather. Is there? I would rather have snow and it be a little bit warmer. Is that possible? I think most people would. I think we'll start to see a little bit more of that next week. We're going to get back to normal cold next week high temperatures in the 30s instead of like this eight degree junk and 10 degree junk but in snowfall I, we should finish the winter slightly above normal in snowfall we've already had 10 inches normal for winter is close to 40 but i do see once we get past like january 20th we're gonna have a couple weeks of a good thaw i'm not saying it's gonna be all like 50s and 60s but we're going to have a couple good weeks at the end of January, early February, where we'll see more high temperatures in the 40s than we will in the 20s. Scott Harbaugh joining us, Channel 11 WPXI. Uh, all right, Scott, the reason that I needed you today yep. is can I skate out on the river? Can I go out there right now and play a little hockey game? Uh, maybe maybe closer to the to the... What do you call that? Not the, I guess the, the coast, bank. the bank. Yeah. Can I play hockey on the river? Can we make this happen? I saw your tweet about going onto the river, whether it would be a good idea or whether you'd die, and I voted you would die. Okay. <laughs> That's a good so, answer. Yeah. So, I, I no, it's, it's not, it, the rivers are nowhere near frozen enough to go out on them. Some of the ponds, though, are in pretty good shape. And I actually saw some kids uh, send me a picture couple days ago up near slippery rock uh, skating on the pond but no stay off the river 
Well, okay, then let me ask it this way, uh, because it, it's a bad idea. Seventy percent of the people are coming back saying I'm going to die, and I think your vote weighs in more than theirs because you actually know what you're talking about. But how cold would it need to be for the river to be that frozen? Are, are we talking like Pluto? Yes, probably minus 743 degrees on average. <laughs> uh, I think I think the problem is it's not how cold it is, it's how long it stays cold. If we had temperatures like this for a month, month and a half, then you'd probably get some pretty thick ice. But this okay. is only going to be about a 10 to 12-day stretch. So I think next week when you go past the river, maybe next Thursday, Friday, you're going to see a lot of those ice chunks already completely broken up. Scott, are you sick of the kids? Or are you are you a little tired of the of the elementary school kids coming after you? No, are you kidding me? They they've made my career on social media. I, I without them, I'm nothing. Dude, I would I would imagine that this is like your Super Bowl right now. It's been good. I mean, the followers have been has been big on on social media the last couple of days, and this is huge. Now, if we could just the Super Bowl for me would really be these kind of temperatures. And about ten inches of snow on top. Of it. Right. I don't think we're going to see that part of it. Do, do you foresee any big snowstorms coming up? Yeah, there's a chance. There's a chance Monday that we get a couple inches of snow uh, during the day Monday before it changes over to maybe a little rain or freezing rain, but nothing that looks like 2010ish by any stretch of the imagination right now. Scott, really appreciate the time, man. Great stuff, and hopefully we'll do this again. Hey, anytime, man. Give me a DM uh, or tell me to DM you. No, you DM me. You DM me, Scott. <laughs> Appreciate it, dude. Good talking to you. There he goes, Scott Harbaugh, Channel 11, WPXI. He kicks ass. He's on all of our coverage in the morning. He's uh, a new friend of the Crowley Show. He's a, I, I he is it. a new friend of the Crowley Show. Did you ever see the movie Snow Day? Yeah, yeah. Good movie. Very good. Very good movie. Kids right now. They got to be loving this because when it snows, you kind of got to wait before you know if school's delayed or not. Now, I've seen that schools have been just delaying at the beginning of the week because it's so cold. If it's like negative 10 degrees, I think if it's below zero, I think is what it is. If it's below zero in the morning, it's going to be a delay. And then if it's like that later on, then you're kind of SOL. As a kid, planning for fun is nice because it's like, you know, you can kind of plan your week out. You're like, all right, we're not going to go you in. sleep overnight, buddy? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, come let's on, get sleep some over. Xbox going. Yeah. yeah. Have a good time. Yeah, it'll be great. Or PlayStation, whoever wants to advertise on the show. Yeah, play, yeah. whichever one pays is better. Yeah, we'll take... Either or. So it sounds like we can't go skating on the river. Yeah, and that sucks. But, you know, you brought up another thing there. I miss snow days. I really do. I, I don't want to talk a, about snow days. I wish as adults. Uh, I don't want you to do that. I wish as adults we could have snow days. We could, I think. Uh, no, we could. It would take a lot. Yeah. It would take a cyclone bomb. Like, you can't, like, throw the safety out because, like, all of a sudden the, the, like, kid angle is out of it. You're an adult. No one cares if you row off the side of the road, right? With the kids, you could be like, oh, you don't want the bus racking. You don't want the kids hurt, so they can't go into school. So my buddy lives in Delaware. Yeah. He's been Snapchatting me all day long. Tim Ben's joining us in about 10 minutes on the Crowley Show, by the way. So sports talk out the ass coming up in 10 minutes. He's been Snapchatting me video of his neighbors trying to dig out i mean they're getting feet of snow so they are in fact having an adult snow day oh wow i think the better question is because it'll happen at some point sometime if there was an adult snow day what are we doing we're doing a crowley show sled oh man all kinds of stuff snowball fights it's cases and cases of bud light snow snowball fights no angels yeah like yeah. oh yeah i i think we have a huge snow party honestly like spring break but with snow 
My uncle just came by. My uncle Dave, not really an uncle, but a family friend. We call him uncle. Doesn't matter. People don't care. Yeah. He does one of those outdoor rinks. He doesn't live far from here, about 35 minutes really? or so. I'm thinking if the river doesn't Dave. work out, I hit him up. And I see if we can do some sort of Crowley show thing Dave. up there. He needs to let us play. Maybe even play like some broom hockey or something. No, we're not playing broom hockey. Why not? Because I don't want to play broom hockey. You I know how to real? play hockey. Okay. Not well Dave. at all. But all right. I'm just I'm saying, you know, open it up to people. You played lacrosse goalie. Yes, I did. If we could, if we could put you in hockey goalie gear. Oh, yeah, I could. I could hang. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long. Yeah. I mean, uh, granted, it's a, it's hard to stand still on skates. It really is. Well, I'm you not might... the best skater. But I think I could pull it off. Well, what if we just put you in shoes, boots or something? You put me in shoes, yeah, no problem. I'm not going to throw a split down on you, no. but I'll get sticks and gloves on stuff. Brian, I've heard you get down from, and up from a crouch, and all of your knee yeah, that's ligaments the, are making crack. noises. Yeah, they crack and, and break. Is that a thing? They call that's it what the... happens when you stand in front of balls for like a long, long period of time. Oh, yeah, when you stand in front of balls? Yeah. For a yeah. long period of time? Knees start to crack. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not doing the hockey thing in the river unless... For the next month, it's this cold. Uh, Scott voted no. I think he was doing a little intel. Yeah, I, I don't think, it I seemed think he, like he researched. He might have thought we were going to mess with him, which is not out of our realm of... It's not out of our realm. I mean, no, we no, do. Could have been, that's a legitimate fear when coming on this show. It is. But I think he was. I think he might have been a little bit worried, but I think he went well, man. Like, that's our guy. Like, he's our go-to guy from now on on anything weather, right? My uncle just said it's lighted so we can play at night. No, your uncle's the man. I think we got to make this happen. Let's do it. Let's play some hockey. Okay, I need to check your availability. i got to get Braden up Dude, there. I don't do anything. I, whatever you need. Like, I, whenever, just that, give me a time. That's 100% place. true. i got to get Braden up there, though. Braden. i got to get a couple listeners. Yeah. I think Tim Benz would want to be there, too. Maybe we could have him call the game. Oh, that's good. Now we're cooking with gas. Yep. Now we're cooking with gas. That makes it a party. Coming up next, it is Tim Benz. Graceful transition from Brian, who's trying to eat his sandwich here at Buford's. We're going to talk puck. We're going to talk everything with the official vampire of the Crowley Show, Tim Benz. Next, it is the Crowley Show on the Crowley Radio Network. Transparency is the number one virtue of the Crowley Show. There are a lot of professionals in this industry that would vamp for 20 seconds, but I, on the other hand, will say this. Joe says Tim will be ready in 20 seconds. Oh, what, Tim, you're not good enough to come on when we want you? You gotta put it off another 20 seconds? This is news to me, by the way. Apparently, I'm off early today. 6.45 is when the show ends. It's a truncated version of the Crowley Show because RMU Hockey will be taking place following the show. Does that mean Tim Benz and Mike Pursuta are calling the game? No. Oh, no? This is hoops. Oh, it's RMU They're hoops. Yeah. It's, it's basketball. Yeah, thanks for looking at the schedule. I don't look at the schedule. Yeah, good job. I know where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. No. Keep the team yeah, in gonna, mind. You're going to blame me. You're victim blaming. you promoing that stuff. You're victim blaming me. I'm victim blaming you. You are. I'm you're a getting off here. early. How are you the victim? Well, my wife would argue that getting off early isn't always the best thing. And... Yep. I won that I won that verbal altercation. Yeah. I'm Do we off. have Tim Benz? It's been over 20 seconds now, Joe. He should be good. Tim, do we have you now here on the Crowley Show? Uh, Yeah, I don't do anything too quickly. What I'm the ready. hell was going on? What have you been doing for the last 20 seconds? 
uh, listening to you opine about how things end too quickly with you and your wife. I was actually ready in all of seven seconds, so I, I, I didn't need the extra 13. What was it about the 20 seconds that you thought you might need? Well, it was walking in what appears to be now like super sub-zero temperatures to my car with the wind howling in the background. I was trying to keep the Crowley show as audible as possible for the audience to not have the wind howling through my cell phone. But I'm okay now. I'm driving. I'm making the left onto Carson Street, and uh, then I'll be sitting in traffic for the next half hour. So you can keep me on as long as you want. All the way up to RMU hoops, Adam. You scared me for a minute. You made me think I was missing a hockey game or something. I can't believe people don't tell me beforehand that I'm doing a shorter show. I mean, I've got 15 minutes of material that I'm never going to get to. And All right, yeah, hit me, hit me with that 15 minutes of good content you had set and ready to go for the end of the 6 o'clock hour. I want to know what it was. Give it to me. Okay. I don't know what a cyclone bomb is. Do you? I didn't before today. No. I mean, I heard nor'easter. I had heard, you know, just about every other term for a New England winter weather experience. But a cyclone bomb is definitely a new one to me. I'm a little irritated that you weren't listening to my Scott Harbaugh interview from the last segment where he described a cyclone bomb in great detail. But one of the words he used a lot to describe said cyclone bomb was nor'easter, which I had never heard in my entire life. Yeah, I'm familiar with that one. Having been raised in Connecticut, we got a nor'easter or two. And uh, certainly my time in Massachusetts, we had a big one that rolled through after they beat the uh, Seahawks in the Super Bowl. So it's familiar with nor- I'm very familiar with nor'easters. And by the way, I- I'm leaving Pittsburgh this weekend. Like a lot of people, I'm getting out of the bad weather in Pittsburgh. I'm going to a much better weather locale in Syracuse, New York for a basketball game. <laughs> You see, the term nor'easter to me kind of is anti-Semitic. Why not nor-Hanukkah? But, <laughs> uh, only you can make that word weird, but you just managed to do it. Tim Benz joining us here on the Crowley Show. What are you writing about tomorrow, Tim? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I'm writing about Todd Haley, Todd Tequila Cowboy Experience. Um, so we'll be talking about that and how uh, I'm going to word police our friend Ramon Foster a little bit. Uh, he suggests that the Steelers are so mature that they've been able to handle all of these situations, whereas I put forth the theory that they're not mature. They're actually incredibly immature, but they're good enough to overcome the immaturity. Um, I will give people like Foster and Hayward and DeCastro and Pouncey credit, the leadership within the room credit, for keeping the team on the rails. I think they've got some really good leadership in that locker room, but a lot of the rank and file are just off their lockers. And um, I wonder how much easier this season could have been if there was more maturity to be had. Would you rather have a good team, Tim, that didn't have nonsense go on in the periphery, or a great team that is filled with nonsense like these Steelers? Well, I'd rather have the Patriots, which somehow managed to do both. They're not, know, not, not, not leaving them out. They got blown yeah. away in the Nor'easter. Uh, I, you know, aside from them drafting the occasional murderer like they did with Aaron Hernandez, they seem to avoid such matters. Um, you know, I, I would prefer the former, uh, Adam. If they're good and they're a circus act, then let them be good in a circus act. I, I do think, though, look at the Seahawks as an example. Look at what happens all the time with the Bengals. That stuff wears thin after a while. You can be a great team like the Seahawks and kind of thrive in this chaos, as the Steelers have done this year, as the Hawks did for a couple years, and it will catch up to you. And I think their season this year is evidence of that. Breaking the fourth wall here. Tim, you love that all this is going on, right? Because it's made my job infinitely easier. There's never been a day this year 
where I've gotten to the facility and thought to myself, what am I going to write about or talk about? Now, let me rephrase that. I, I take that back. Let me retract that immediately. Which one of these things am I going to write about or talk about? Like, I've never had to plumb the well and come up with something. It's always gifted to us. It's always granted to us. It's always there for us to choose from. It's like a cornucopia of fantastic media opportunities. Tim Benz joining me here. Trib Live, Steelers Nation Radio, Steelers Radio Network. It is the Crowley Show. Tim, the Penguins stink, but they're only a point out of the playoff race. Have we made a little bit too big of a deal about the Penguins stinking? No, I mean, they haven't won back-to-back games in a month. That's, That's bad. Subpar. Uh, that, that, that needs to be corrected. they got to get on a hot streak here. And As far as I'm concerned, Adam, I'm, just, uh, I'm tired of the, their fatigued being the overwhelming answer to everything. Well, they're just tired. Okay, well, let's just not talk about the game sound. Let's just, let's just not go into any analysis then. If they're just tired, then there's no reason to talk about what happened in the game. They only lost because they're fatigued. I mean, come on, we can do better than that, can't we? Uh, yeah, maybe fatigued. not me. Their fatigue, to me, means uh, we just don't feel like criticizing a team we've grown to love these last two years. You know, at 91 and 92, they ended up winning the President's Trophy in 93. 08 and 09, when they went to the finals in back-to-back years, they wound up with 103 points and the third-best record in the East in 2010. Fatigue should show up in you know the second round of the playoffs where those two teams are knocked out in each occasion. Talk to me about fatigue then. For now, they're just not playing well enough. This conversation's tiring me here, Tim. Tim Ben's joining me here on the Crowley Show. I'm fatigued. Uh, so what is the biggest problem then for Pittsburgh? Is it is it a, a flawed roster? Uh, is fatigue have something to do with it? Is it the fact that Matt Murray hasn't lived up to expectation? What is it? Matt Murray hasn't been as good as Matt Murray was last year. Tristan Jari hasn't been as good as the second goalie last year named Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, Sidney Crosby isn't playing as well as last year. I'd also suggest that Geno Malkin isn't particularly stiff five on five. Uh, Chris Letang is not what he was before he got hurt a year ago, and they haven't had the Justin Schultz of a year ago, and then they haven't even had their third best puck moving defenseman of a year ago, namely Trevor Daly. Ron Hainsey is gone. Matt Hunwicken, for him, is not even close to what Hainsey was at the end of last season. And even support guys like Carl Haglin, while they weren't great goal scorers last year, are lesser versions of what they were of even a year ago. You can take Ian Cole to that degree as well. Uh, all of that has nothing to do with being tired. That's just they're not performing as well. Braden tweets at underscore Adam Crowley, my new favorite holiday is Norhanukkah. What a reach for a joke. I love it. My friend Zach, who is Jewish, tweets, Nor Purim would have been better, but well done. Uh, I thought it was a bad joke, but I will continue to reach for bad jokes, as is the norm here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Tim Benz it's so windy. Me. It's so windy during their Hanukkah, the candles kept blowing out. Wow. That's not bad. In fact, today I was actually cooking, and I, uh, I was making some eggs, and I was frying up a little turkey, and I was going to put it together in this whole thing because I'm trying to show my abs, only doing protein. And I ran out of olive oil. <laughs> it threw in the back of my head. I was thinking, I need some sort of miracle here. But it didn't happen, and half my eggs stuck to the plate. Uh, again, Tim Benz joining me here uh, on the Crowley Show. Tim, do you think it would be a bad idea for me to skate on any of the three rivers right now? Yeah, it would be because it's, there's too much water moving underneath the ice, so it's not as thick as you think it is. You'll fall right through. You think so? Even close to the shore? 
I don't know. I, I'm not certain about that. That was just a wild guess. Uh, but I did see some birds. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded good. It really did. I mean, you really had me fooled. I was going to ask you what kind of courses you took up at Syracuse. Um, no, I mean, it sounded good, right? I think that's the case. I think I'm right about that. But uh, I did see some birds sitting on the ice yesterday. I did not see the birds today. Maybe it's just too cold for the birds. It does look, though, like there's solid walking all the way across the Mon. I noticed that. I was talking about that with some people today. When it got... Remember it got ridiculously cold in 2014? We had that wild, cold stretch where it was like minus 20, and the ice cakes were flowing down the Mon. Um, this is just actually solid ice. It's not the giant ice cake. No, we're talking about... I'd say about 85% coverage right now. I, I think it's legitimate. I feel like I feel like if I got out there near the shore, I could play for a little while. Uh, I wouldn't have a lot of room to operate, but I've, all, I've often been said, Tim, that my stick handling could happen in a phone booth. Well, you know what? Well, you are closer to the shore. This I know from doing a lot of pond skating when I was a kid. It gets bumpier near the shore. Do you? You skate? You play hockey? No, no, I mean, like, I used to skate on the pond. I, I The last time I tried to skate on ice, it was a disaster for everybody involved. Would you be willing to take part in a Crowley Show pond hockey experience at my uncle's place? Um, that depends on my schedule. Okay. Appreciate the time, uh, Tim. Yeah, yes, I, how about, can I play goal? I would prefer to play goal. Okay, we would totally be down with that, and if you're not willing to do either of those things, we would love for you to call the game. Oh, that I could do. Can Pursuta do color? Well, Pursuta might want to play, because I know Pursuta likes yeah, getting into those celebrity sure hockey things. Yeah, he does skate. He's a much better skater than I am, even with his surgically repaired hip, which is definitely an indication of how poor I am. All right, we'll figure this out. We'll, we'll keep this thing going. Uh, it's going to be cold enough for the next week or so. Uh, I'll let you know, Tim. Thanks for the time, well, buddy. Mazel tov. Happy Nor Hanukkah. Shalom. Is that right? Then nail it? Uh, it's close. All right. Goodbye, Tim. Thanks a lot. Bye. Yep. There's almost zero, almost zero uh, sports knowledge that that was dropped in that conversation. Although Tim did his darnest. He created a new holiday. There's that. Nor Hanukkah. Yeah. We're doing this. My uncle has not replied though. He said you can play at night because it's lit. And then I texted him. I said, How would you feel about a Crowley show hockey game of some sort? And uh, he has not replied yet. No, that's a yes. Said we could use it. Didn't look like in the original text that there were any like kind of like conditions. I think we're gonna make this happen, and I think it might be fun. I bet you Pursuta would play. Yeah. I know Geico will play. I know Kingersky will Just play. Shut up. I, I feel like we can get a pretty good group up there. Maybe gets off, and we'll try for Bork. Yeah, yeah. Dave. Try for Bork. Also, like to see maybe we could get some people from Big to play. Maybe Travis, because I know he plays. KDL, be funny to see her on skates. All right, my Uncle Dave just texted me back and said yes. So I'll figure out a date with him, got a and rig. we're going to make this damn thing happen. You got a rig. We're going to make this happen, and we're going to Facebook Live Dave. the whole darn thing, right? I mean, that's got to be that's gotta be Tim Benz, he's already signed up to do uh, do the commentary. He's going to do play-by-play. That's Badass. awesome. we got a caller on the line. Let's go to Edward in Phoenix. Hello, Edward. Hello, Adam. How you doing? Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, man. What's on your mind? So I'm calling because I spent half my life living in Minnesota, in central Minnesota, uh, right next to the Mississippi River. And in those 15 years, only two years, it, it, it ever freeze over safe enough to really go out on. 
And uh, that was like after a week or two straight of below 20 real temperature, not counting wind chill. To give you an idea of how long it takes, and keep in mind that the Mississippi in central Minnesota is no bigger than the Monongahela or the Allegheny River is. So that's what it would take to freeze over to be safe enough. And actually, Tim Benz mentioned a good thing about the ice cakes, is you know when it's safe enough, but then you don't have any flat spots anyway because there's these big giant ice boulders that form because of the wave action underneath the ice. I'm not afraid uh, about waves and stuff like that. What I am afraid of is falling into the ice and getting sucked under. Because if you fall in a pond, that blows. But you run to your car, you turn the heat on, you jack it all the way up, and you're probably (laughs) going to survive. You get sucked under, you're done, you're kaput, it's over, your wife's pissed. And she has to tell everyone she knows that you died playing hockey on the freaking river. So uh, I appreciate the call, Edward. And also I'd like to say kudos to you for moving to Phoenix. I did learn something in that phone conversation. That was very educational. No, do, do you know what I learned? What did you learn? I'll give you a guess. Do you want to guess what I might have learned there? Um, was it uh, ice cakes? No, it's that the Mississippi comes down from the from oh, Minnesota. Yeah, the geography of I it. I had no idea. Yeah, there was a quizzical look across the table like, yeah. does it go up there? They call it the Minnesota? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? I uh, totally agree. Can't skate on it, though, but two times a year is what he said? No, he said two times since he's lived there that it's been frozen over. I'm sure that's a different river up there. That's a terrible <laughs> listener. Brian is. Hey, you know, that's a horrible river up there. I, um, think, I, I think our rivers around here have more to them. I think, they can, I think I'm with you, man. I think, like, near shore, near the bank of the river, I think it would hold you. We going for after a show for the... Uh, for the hockey game, or are we going to try a weekend? What do you think? I say weekend. Weekend? Yeah. I guess it depends on my uncle. Would be best. Yeah, well, of course, whatever time he wants to do. But, like, one, we'd have to get Tim's availability because he's usually doing RMU hockey games. Right. He said he was Prezuta. going to Syracuse this weekend. Yeah. So, Prezuta would have – I'd love to have Prezuta there to call the game also. I wanted to play. Just a matter of getting the rest of us in. I mean, me, you, and Joe, we're in. Tom's in. No, because it's their job. They can't say no. I'll schedule them to do it. I think Vince Common will play. Yep, Mackie will play. I don't know if Mackie's a skater. That doesn't, dude. Like we're worried about. I'm who's sending a, a group skater. text right now. Do we care who's a skater? Are we even worried about like skill level at this point? My uncle says anytime. Okay. All right, I'm texting everyone. Coming up next, I've got something planned. And in fact, it's tearing down Bill Belichick, the bastard, because he gets the benefit of the doubt in everything he does. He could clog the toilet, and his wife would be like, oh, we've been spending way too much on the water bill. It's the Crowley Show.